Blog Talk Radio. BlogTalkRadio.com. Word of Life is based on John 10.10, where Jesus said, I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. We're your co-hosts here. I am Renetta, coming to you from Gladwin, and my co-host Ella is here, coming to you from Kalamazoo, Michigan. We would like for you to contact us by emailing your comments, prayer requests, or questions to WordAlive612 at gmail.com. And that's a capital W. You can also contact us by following us on Twitter at Word Alive Now. You can listen to us 24-7 here at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Word Alive. All of our archives are available on demand or by downloading our podcast Word Alive at uh, iTunes and on your Android phone by downloading the uh, Blog Talk Radio app and listening to Word Alive on your phone. We're so glad that each and every one of you were able to join us tonight. We invite you to call a friend and have them to tune in and listen to the message as well, listen to the broadcast as well. Um, Word Alive is on each Saturday night at 11 p.m. You can call in and participate live by dialing 646 646- Three seven eight zero five three eight, and if you are online listening, uh, scroll down to the bottom and join us in the chat room. God bless and enjoy. Well, hello, 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 radio audience. Today is November the fourteenth, two thousand fifteen. I am Renetta, one of the co-hosts here at Word Alive, and I am joined by Ella. How are you tonight, Ella? I am blessed, and and how about yourself? I'm doing great. Ella is our other co-host here at Word Alive. We are so glad that you joined us, and we're going to get right into the broadcast tonight. So, Ella, go ahead. All right. Hello, radio audience. God bless you, and welcome to this journey into our greatest intimacy with God that the humanity can experience. It's the amazing plan that God uh, set in motion when Christ died for us and that we become able to make a choice how much of God will we allow in our lives. That is what our consecration is about. It's about a surrendered life in Christ, and that procures our intimacy in Christ, which is also in God, if that isn't too complicated for us. But it is, the main thing is what we allow him. We invite him 
we hear his call, when we are drawn to him for our salvation, and then what we allow him once he has become very familiar, we become familiar with him, I mean. And the more familiar with him we become, mainly through the word and through prayer and intimacy with with our experience in Christ, really being comfortable with loving him, allowing his love to influence us to the point to where we love him and we love whatever he loves. Whatever God loves is what we learn to love, and that allows us to have that close-knit intimacy with God because it's like a good marriage. Partners mm-hmm. want to please each other. And yeah. uh, that is is uh, the basis of what we're, we're bringing to the body of Christ for today, for this time in our lives. We are in great, great uh, expressions of godness in the earth today. Uh, and we will see as we follow on to know the Lord. Amen? So that's Amen. what we are about with our uh, continuing our session on consecration. And tonight we're going to look at uh, our relationship to Christ. For We're going to look at Colossians 3 and 3. We'll start with that one. Okay. Uh, I know we've we've read these before, but we're going to spend some time kind of uh, bringing them to reality in our lives so that uh, we can easily recognize them and apply them and alter our decisions and choices to make them line up with, with what the scriptures have given us in terms of we allowing the Lord Jesus to have his place inside of us, influencing our decision, influencing our emotion, influences our choices, and mm. to alignment what our purpose in the earth is. Amen. Okay? All right, so Colossians 3, 3. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Amen. Mm-hmm. Okay. When we came and gave our hearts to God, to to the Lord Jesus Christ, just to rescue us from our sins, we died to the sinfulness of our Adamic nature. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I say died to it, I mean uh, we took back uh, basically like a birth certificate. We did a do-over with the birth certificate. We now no longer is Adam our daddy, but the Lord Jesus is our father. And and through Christ, we have our father, creator, God, okay? And because of that, uh, we have to learn, learn of him. We've taken our identity with him and uh, remember last week we talked about the gentleman that 
was seeking intimacy with his his spouse and praying about their marriage and uh, yeah. God had spoke to him and he he heard the spirit of the Lord tell him, "Well, you haven't prayed for her." Mm-hmm. And uh, in that awareness, that enlightenment, it was light onto his pathway. Uh, that's the intimacy that we can count on from God. We don't know this this avenue that we're traveling now, and we need to have God shine the light on our pathway. So that was an awesome enlightenment. Swing. The light came on of truth and reality of first saying that God loved him. God was concerned with, about his concern. Okay? It's about truth, total truth, clear, pure, unadulterated truth. Uh, give up our right to be right. We want to just have the righteousness of God in our lives. And when it calls for me to just, Ella, just shut up and sit down and hear what the Lord has to say. Never mm-hmm. mind how you think about it. You think it's right or wrong, it doesn't matter. The doesn't thing matter. is, we have been born from above, and our life is hid in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we have to go through things to to lay aside our added nature. And in yeah. doing so, we take on the attributes of Christ. And the thing is love and obedience. Learn how to walk in that love. Learn how to allow that love to just grow and flow. Amen? Amen. Uh, Let's jump in here with any thoughts that you got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> keep going, keep going. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, uh, in in the in these these scriptures that that uh, we're we're talking about is the, the truth of of the light of life, and uh, because the gentleman was obedient to the spirit of the Lord that spoke to him and say pray for her, and because mm-hmm. he did for himself, you know, maybe trying to turn himself inside out to to fit the whole situation, mm-hmm. and you know. All on Him. No, it, it. We have partnerships. The Bible says yeah. we are a brother's keeper. That means when it said that we're our brother's keeper, means that it's a partnership between the two of us. I pray for my brother, and my brother prays for me. And if my brother can't pray for me, I pray for him. He can get to where he can pray for me. Yeah. Because we keepers one to another. One can't keep the the whole. Enchilada. It's absolutely. It's, it's a teamwork. It's teamwork. And uh, we we care for each other. We love each other. And uh, if I can okay. interject, so go ahead. Just one mm-hmm. thing here. One of the teachers in our Bible college class says it like this. He said, "Christianity is not a religion. It's a family. It's all about relationship." <laughs> Amen. How and family perfect. take care of each other, <laughs> right? Amen. Yeah. Amen. This is mm. this is where we are headed, people of God. 
We're headed in this direction. This whole earth is about to take great strides in the changing and becoming yes. our best keeper. Mm-hmm. And allow other people to to speak into our lives. Sometimes we get so holy and so all-knowing that no one can tell us anything. We're the ones that tell, I tell you. That is mm-hmm. absolute. We lose half of the equation. You know, because mm-hmm. you cannot see your back. There is nothing you can do to see your back. The mirrors and all that stuff, when you're, there's something on your back, you cannot see it in the middle of your back. Mm-hmm. We need each other. I mean, to we make it that other. simple. If truth is written on the back, on your back, you know, mm-hmm. the same side of us, the way we grew up, the way we we learn to defend ourselves as, as children, as, you know, making our way in the world. We pick up different characteristics that does not allow to in, invite others in to give us more instruction. That insecurity makes us want mm-hmm. to, I know it, I know it. You don't have to tell me, I know it. Right. You know, and that's just a trick of the enemy trying to rob us from our birthright. Mm-hmm. We were born for each other. God had created a family. Sometimes uh, the oldest children, uh, they get pros and cons, you know. They get all the privileges, but they also have the, uh, the responsibilities for the younger ones. Right. And in doing so, we uh, God just put us in that second order. Because there's things that we've got to do in the earth that that alignment is going to give us preparation for it. And if we are mm-hmm. not very careful and, and responsible with that assignment, wherever our assignment in life is, we were, that was what we were created here to do. And uh, we want to make sure that we are aligned and connected and allowing the, the voice of God to, to to lead us and guide us and direct us and, and heal us when we're off base and give us truth mm-hmm. and, and keep us loving him. And therefore, we have a, a, an abundance of love inside that we can love our brother. If we mm-hmm. can keep loving God, the greatest, greatest attribute on this earth that we can have is our love for God mm. because we will be pliable in his hand. His love and his kindness does amazing things inside of us. It melts us where we're, we're, we're hard and, and stony, and it uh, builds us up and makes us believe and, and know that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. Hallelujah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Learning how to accept his love and allow his love to guide and direct us as we're on this journey. Sister Renetta? Yes. You want to jump in here? Yeah, talking about, you know, the love of God, it's like... 
after we get saved and we follow on to know him, as we begin to step forward into this relationship with him, and the greatest way to build a relationship with anybody is to spend time with them in their territory. So as we step into the presence of God and begin to interact with him in his presence and spend time with him, uh, uh, that love that he has for us becomes so real and so genuine that it automatically compels us to love on him. And as we love on him, it compels us to worship him and adore him. And the more we worship and adore him, the more we love him. It's like, um, it's like, um, it's, it's kind of hard to really explain it unless you've experienced it yourself, but it's like, it's like opening a bottle of expensive perfume that you've wanted for a long time and you finally have enough money to buy it. And as you take the top off and then as the odor begins to come out of that bottle, it begins to feel the atmosphere around you. And the longer you leave it off, the more it feels the atmosphere. You can turn all the way around away from the bottle and still smell it because it's good and it's, uh, it's expensive, so it does what it's supposed to do. So you become submerged in that love, and you become consumed in that love. And I don't want to jump too far ahead of you, but you talked a couple of weeks about how loving God, you know, God is love. So when we love God, we're drawn into his love by him loving us. And as we're drawn into that love, whatever God's heart is, it touches our heart, and we begin to have a heart for the things that he have a heart for, and that compels us to love one another because it is about relationship and it is about family because we are many members in one body fitly joined together. And this love and this relationship-building love that God consumes us with is what fits us together in the body. That's what joins us and unites us. It's not what puts us in the body, but, I mean, we're baptized into the body of Christ, but that's what connects us and helps us to see the value in each other. It doesn't matter how I may falter or how many times I fall down. I look, You look at me and you see value in me because I'm one of your own. We belong together. We're connected now. We have the same father. <laughs> and and it, just, it just draws us into God and into each other, and we just, kind of mashed together in that love. It's like a, a pot a pot of soup, and everything you put in it just kind of blends together and make this wonderful taste when you put it in your mouth and you kind of taste everything blended into each other, you know. Woo, woo. <laughs> Amen. Love it, love it. Amen. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Following the theme of a family, uh, everybody in the family has has a sense of uh, what's re- expected of them, whether they enjoy it or not. They have a sense of you know where they are in the pecking order and what's expected of them. Uh, our, our parents give us assignments according to our ability to master them. I can remember when my my sister's task was. Uh, keep the sink in the bathroom clean and, and, and the faucet shining. And uh, 
she didn't like that. Because <laughs> to go back in there, somebody then splattered on the on the faucet, and she would be upset with people using it. Okay. <laughs> And, and that is a shining example of how we allow ourselves to, to miss out with our assignment of allowing God, Christ on the inside of us, who died for us. He came to live and take up his his, his abode inside of us. God yeah, yeah. all truths so that, and anyway, as my sister learn how to do that in her lifetime she's gone on to be with the Lord now but in her lifetime she was an immaculate housekeeper she had some nice finery her furniture everything because she had learned how to allow herself to continue to apply whatever was needed to keep things nice because she wanted mm-hmm. to do it again, then don't, don't mess with it no more. You can't use it. You can't live in it. You can't sit in it. You can't do anything. <laughs> I don't miss it. Mm-hmm. The, you know, there are things that, practical things that life shows us uh, on our journey. Don't run away from things. Don't try to pass your assignments on to, off on somebody else. Oh, that's good. Embrace them. That's our school. We're learning. God's teaching us. We're learning how to endure hardness as good soldiers. Mm-hmm. You know, to walk easy path, we have no idea how to rescue folks if we just mm-hmm. walk the easy path. Now, what kind of member of the family would you be if you don't have anything to contribute? Amen? Mm-hmm. Every family mm-hmm. A part of. I remember my brothers. I was the oldest girl, and three older brothers. And whatever they did, I wanted to learn about whatever they were doing. And uh, by the grace of God, they taught me so much that I'm looking forward to the day when I can be dumb and don't know anything. At my age. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to do it myself because that's what they taught me. Uh, but, you know, what it is now I am an, a, a great teacher, and I say that by the grace of God. It is not I, mm-hmm. but it is the inside of me. God puts mm-hmm. me in situations to where I can just walk into a situation and see one little thing that will make a difference in that whole scenario of what people are trying to do. So take what you are given on your plate. Take whatever assignment, whatever opportunities that have been given to you because it's a part of our preparation for what we are to do in the earth today. Mm -hmm. It's allowing Christ to be five inside of us. Amen. With Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Sister, would you take us out from here? Okay, well, um, so you don't want to read no more of the scriptures? 
Well, or you just want to end it here and pick this up next week? Well, it 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 we only have a few minutes, and and and, and what do we right. want to do? What I could okay. I could do that. Okay, for you for we died, and your life has been hidden with Christ in God. It was Colossians three and three. Mm-hmm. When it says we died, we died. That means. We give up our right to be right. <laughs> the greatest death that the human being has to experience, giving up our right to And uh, when we learn to sit down and just listen and allow God, because it's either one extreme or the other. People just know their own. No initiative of their own. They just do what other people tell them to do. They're, they, uh, they've been bruised and, and hurt. And if you've been in that situation, which many, many, many of us have been, start looking at your right to be right. Cherish your right. When I say your right to be right, I mean your right to be in the rightness of God, allowing Christ to be. You have a posture. You have a position in the family of God. And no one can take that away from you. If it's your job to polish that that faucet in the bathroom, then just do it to the best of your ability and so where you can look at yourself in there and feel proud of who you are and what you are able to accomplish. Two schools going on here. One is we overshoot our assignment, we try to do everything, or we look back and and not really get involved and and become intimate with Christ. It's all about the enemy, for it is God that that worketh in us both to will and to do of His good pleasure. before we can ever really give it out to someone else. Because Amen. once we receive from God, then we have something worth giving to somebody else. And that's why we have to receive the love of God first. And our receiving the love of God, it enables us, like I said earlier, to love him back. And then as we begin to love on him, we begin to take on 
his heart concerns. And that allows us to see others as he sees others. And then we can have compassion toward others as well. Because it's really all about, love is all about the other person. It's all about the other person. It's all about, you know, people used to say, uh, what can you do for Aka Sam? It's what we can show the world through our relationships. And through how we treat other people, even when we're mistreated by someone else, they're going to look at, okay, now what you going to do? You're always trying to tell us about the love of God or Jesus came and died for us because he loved us. Now, you know they was wrong, and let's, let's see your love for them. But God have enabled us to love them back in spite of what they do. It's not based Amen. on what someone is doing. It's based on what God has already done for us. Like she said, God so loved the world that he gave. So if I'm engrafted in this body of Christ, created out of God's love for us, then shouldn't I look something like that love, sound something like that love? Yes, I should. And then my consecration to God, giving of myself to God, as I receive from him, I automatically want to give back. You know, I have people that I have done things for in my lifetime in ministry, and I've always been so puzzled because they always try to give me something. And I used to always wonder, and I'm really just not getting it. I used to always wonder, why are they always trying to give me something? I couldn't figure it out because I wouldn't ask for anything, and I never tried to make them, make them think that they owed me. But I would stop to pick up this family to take them to church, and they would give me something. And I was like, oh, okay, thank you, <laughs> you know. But now I understand. They, they were compelled to love me back, and that was their way of loving is giving. Some people love by giving. Some people love by doing. What you what was you gonna say, Ella? I just said Amen. That's the truth. Oh yeah, yeah. And and so we have different ways where we show love, and that's how they show their love by giving. So no matter how small it was or how big it was, they had to they had to feel like they they had showed their love toward me, so they would have to give me something. So now I understand it. It was just the love of God being showed forth through through them back to me. So Amen. God, we just thank you for your word tonight and we 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 thank you for the the this season that we're talking about consecration because we believe this is so important for the body of Christ to understand consecration, to understand this relationship relationship building process that we are in with you and with our brothers and sisters in this great family that we call the body of Christ that we call the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Uh, Father, seal this word in the heart of the believers, not just to be able to say they heard it, but to be able to do it. For your word even commands us us to be doers of the word and not hearers only. We connect with you and we agree with you that the word that you are releasing will not return to you void, but it would accomplish that which you sent it to do over the airways and the hearts of the people is going to accomplish your will and your purpose. And the body of Christ is being shaken and being awakened. Those that are asleep in Zion are waking up to hear you. They are hearing you clearly. They are receiving their instructions. They are receiving their commands. 
Hallelujah. They are receiving their assignments. They are being compelled into your love and to love out of that love, to love on others, to continue to build this strong body, to do the work that you place us in the earth to do, which is continuously win more souls for the kingdom. We pray, Lord of the harvest, prepare the hearts of the laborers to continue to labor in the in the field, planting and watering your truth that you give increase to the body daily. In Jesus' name, bring us back again at that appointed time. We will meet you here next Saturday night at 11 p.m. and bring a friend. God bless you. And remember, there are many archives. Search through our archives and find something that you that would benefit you and listen to some of our past broadcasts as well. Have a good night, all. Good night. See you next week.